Is your soul ready for the truth? Welcome to Chatcast, the award-winning spiritual podcast that takes on all the hard topics. Raw, unfiltered, and authentic. No spiritual or relationship issue is off limits. We discuss everything from sex and consent to equality, grief, death, and the spirit world. Life evolves around relationships. So if you're ready to get right with yourself so you can be right with others, then stay right here because Chatcast is for you. Now, here's your host, spiritual empath, shaman, and multiple award-winning best-selling author, Tracy Dunblazer. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, well, good noon and good afternoon to everyone around around the world. My name is Tracy Dunblazer, and this is Chatcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the hard topics, things that are uncomfortable, things that give us pause, things that we might have been taught some guilt or shame about rather than addressing them directly. So uh, today we're going to ask the question, does your environment control your happiness? Does your environment control your happiness? That is a good question. Spoiler alert, the answer is no. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. There's always a debate about happiness and whether or not happiness is a choice. And I am firmly taking the side that happiness is a choice. Many people around the world believe that our happiness is based on events that happen, things that happen in our environment or our condition. Uh, But the truth is uh, they, they call that impact bias. So whatever happens to you, controls the amount of happiness that you are allowed to experience. And of course, believing that, you know, that that's an issue because when you believe that, then that is what happens for you. But happiness is something that we choose on a daily basis, on a moment to moment basis. If we have good things that happen in our life, uh, things that we enjoy, things that are pleasurable for us, things that are exciting to us, Uh, If we have those things and then we feel happy because of them, that happiness is fleeting. So we want to talk about what it takes to choose happiness every day. So the first thing, and just, and you know, it's it's been a little while. This month, the month of uh, February, we are going to be talking about uh, all grief-related topics. I have a new book coming out. Here is the, uh, the... not uh not print press uh galley right it's it's the it's the faker before the real ones get here it's coming out on february 28th and i'm very excited because it's called transformative grief transformative grief is what i believe grief is intended for it's it is the element of our mind body and spirit it is the it's the flow of energy that moves through from the creator to our all the way through our body that transforms and transmutes energy bringing new life new information 
new resolution to our perspective and then transforming the way we see things in general. Uh, when people remain ungrieved, they stay angry, they stay bitter, they stay frustrated. That uh, Those emotions color the way they can move forward from an event and perceive their world. It puts them in a constant sense of hypervigilance and a constant sense of uh, always having to stay on top of things and focused on things and remembering the past pain so that you don't recreate it in the future. And no part of that process is there the space to choose happiness. So the first step to finding happiness is giving yourself permission to grieve by, uh, you know, oftentimes I find in, in our culture today, there's a lot of attachment based on sometimes gender, based on position, based on uh, authority, based on uh, efficacy or, you know, what, what people would consider uh, being weak or being strong, right? Being really strong is good and weak is bad. You know, we, we have all of these illusions that we create around grief and our bigger emotions to keep us in a position to withhold them or repress them. And withholding them makes us hold on to our fears and experiences of the past and repressing them makes us sick. So I don't recommend it. The first thing that I want to talk about uh, regarding impact bias and how to choose happiness um, is learning to, to slow down and become detail-oriented in the smaller elements of life. Listening to the wind blow watching, smelling, listening to the rain, really inspecting the dust on your windowsill. <laughs> you know, I know that, that that sounds wackadoo, but to really bring your focus into the minute building blocks of your environment, of your surroundings, that actually clues you into a whole other level of interesting knowledge that will translate ultimately into a deeper level of knowing, of comfortability and accept, acceptance of your environment. We, when we understand how things work, we have less fear of them. We may not like them, but we don't fear them because we know what to expect. And we can adjust our behavior, our habits to uh, reconcile what we come to expect. Right, so the more information you have about your environment or the people in it, and 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 how to uh, and and it, the more we accept that information, the more we are able to take comfort in where we are, accept how we feel, allow the feelings that we have about it to move through us, and that experience frees us to make another choice. Right, so the first element is to slow down and to really appreciate the small details of life. Uh, the next element, I, and I, anybody who has any questions or wants to comment on any of this, I, I wanna hear what you have to say. Um, the next thing that you need to do is move, is to exercise, is to get your endorphins flowing uh, on a new level. When you are suffering from um, 
when you're suffering, suffering, that's I hate suffering. Uh, suffering from stagnation is what suffering is. So when you're suffering, you want to uh, get things moving. Any slight shift in any direction, one degree in any direction, forward, backward to the side at an angle, any direction is going to shift your perspective just a little bit and enough to bring in new energy that allows for um, a shift in the monotony. So get things moving. Okay. The third thing, be generous. People who are the most happy are actually the most generous. One of the things that I have, uh, I don't know, this is, this is what I feel about love. I feel like the more you give love and the less you focus on how much love you receive, people, people get so upset about not receiving love because they, <laughs> because they, they, uh, wait until they get love in order to give love when all we really want to do is feel safe in giving the love we have to offer. Right. And what, it, you know, so that the idea is, is that in any kind of relationship that we participate, participate in with people, we want to have that give and take that. I want to give you this love that I have for you. And I need for you to set boundaries with me so that we can negotiate the kind of relationship that love becomes. Right. Love is not indicative of the relationship that one negotiates. They are two separate things. We can have all the love in the world with someone who say, maybe we want a, a romantic relationship and the other person, 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 I'm having a time today. The other person is in a relationship and they can't have romantic love, but they can have platonic love. Well, then that's something that you can negotiate and still create ways where it's safe to offer that love where there's a flow of energy because when you give energy away the universe gives you more energy what's going to happen when you uh accept and acknowledge the boundaries in any particular relationship is that you then leave yourself open to still having the kind of relationship and the kind of love coming at you in the way that you want it in addition to your opportunity to truly love those in your life and the those that you choose to have in your life and choose choose to have that happiness with them rather than to feel dejected, rejected, sad, uh, and alone, right? The truth is we are never alone. I mean, I know you know that. I know you don't feel it all the time, but you are always with your ancestors, with the spirits that came before and the spirits that will come soon enough right? Just, just on that level, even if you don't have physical people around you, there is a lot of activity at any given time. So, um, so is that the people who are the most happy surround themselves with people that support them not just the people whom they shower with love or are able to be generous with, but that offer nothing in return. It's that you're choosing people who have similar ideology, similar, similar belief systems, so similar understandings, or where you have a communication style or uh, you've cultivated the ability or the skill to communicate well enough that you can negotiate a relationship that actually serves everyone in it. So, really choosing it's not 
choosing the people who are right for you. That doesn't mean to cast out people who are wrong for you. That's one of the things that I <laughs> see in social media all, all the time. People exclaiming that they're going through their friends list and, you know, they're ousting, you know, people they don't know. And and if, if you know them, you know, leave a word as to where you met them. Otherwise, you're gone. Like, what is that? Right. You're, you're automatically I don't even know you and you're threatening me. <laughs> you're threatening me emotionally and making me feel rejected if I don't. You're taking hostage any any future communication we may have by by telling me I'm not I'm not valuable to you because you know you don't know me or I don't know you which I get but the declaration I mean that's it's one thing to do that right it's one thing to go you know what I I don't know half of these people I'm gonna start over and just invite the people whom I know and feel comfortable with but it's another thing to announce it and then hold people hostage energetically and emotionally. Cause that's, that's what you're doing is you're creating this space of do this or else. Yeah. That doesn't make anybody happy. It doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make anybody else happy. So uh, food for thought, do what you want, be who you are, choose the people and interact with the people that most serve you, that you feel support you and that you feel you can grow with and from, right? And everybody else, you don't have to announce it. Just let them go. Sorry, it's okay. Just let them go. Just adjust your focus to the things that you're doing and what you most want. And it'll all work out. The next thing, I'm going to skip that next one. I'm not, we'll get to that at the last if, if we have time. Um, sleep. Holy mackerel, getting the right amount of sleep. <laughs> Hi, Lori, nice to see you. Uh, getting enough sleep really impacts how you perceive yourself, your environment, uh, the events that take place during the day. If you are not getting the right amount of sleep, and, and uh, if you're familiar with uh, uh, the Ayurvedic uh, time clock or the Chinese time clock of uh, the times of the day that resonate with certain energetic meridians in the body that that uh, govern all of our organs and all of our, our physical world systems, our body systems. When you are, uh, for example, between 1 a.m. and 3, 3 a.m. is the time that aligns with the liver. And the liver uh, helps us to get deeper sleep. It helps us to manage our rage, anger, frustration. It helps us to uh, be honest with ourselves to see more clearly about who we are uh, on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. So when you are awake during those times, most more likely, it's more than likely you are processing energy regarding those things, like you're, you're pissed about something or you're having a real difficult time accepting something about yourself that brings you pause or brings you guilt or shame. Um, to be able to sleep during that time is the time that your, your body is going to get the most um, wellness, the most refreshing response to the sleep that you get and the, the deeper REM sleep and probably the most vivid dreams that you may or may not remember when you wake up. So um, getting enough sleep is really valuable to your ability to choose happiness. Any thoughts anybody has on any of that? <laughs> on any of that of the last 20 minutes? 
The next thing on the list is choosing to imbibe more deeply and, and reflect more deeply about life and in communication with others. Don't just keep it surface, you know, be willing. <laughs> and, you know, and this is not, I was about to say, be like, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Be willing to talk about politics, religion, sex, um, spirituality, right? Be willing to talk about those deeper, more meaningful aspects of your life, but choose to be kind in that process. Choose to not only feel whatever you feel in expressing your opinions or your beliefs, but also be willing to receive what somebody, what somebody has to say to you, what they have, how they feel, what their opinions are, and then find a way to build a bridge in between those two, or, you know, find joy in the commiseration of, you know, oh my God, this world sucks. Hi, John. Nice to see you. <laughs> really good to see you. Um, so being willing to not shy away from the things that, that you're growing with, that you're developing, that you're learning about, that you're curious about. It's not anybody's job to figure out your life for you, but most certainly the more we, the more opportunities that we have to hear how other people feel and their experiences and how when we have the opportunity here to hear ourselves speak, we hear ourselves, we hear, and we, we gain more reflective, deeper dimensions of what we mean. You know, we could have thought something about ourselves or life for, for years, but until we actually have the opportunity to say it out loud, do we really get it and what it means for us and what it has meant for us and the position that it requires that we take in our belief systems or our, our ideology. Sometimes we didn't know we had certain feelings that just aren't appropriate for growth or to move forward from where we are now. And so we go, wow, I didn't know that I felt that way. And that there's no room to grow in that. You know, I've, I've on, you know, again, uh, on, <laughs> on social media, I see people, you know, I, I, uh, all men, this, or all women, that, or all, all X slash X, right? People have these all encompassing belief systems, not only about things or people that they don't know, but it doesn't leave any space for them to gain the truth about themselves and about the people in their environment. So it's really important to not only let yourself have a, have a good, deep conversation to give yourself and a conversation partner, you know, the opportunity to sit and think through something without interrupting one another, right? I and mean, that can be really fun if you can negotiate that. It's not so fun if you feel like somebody's like, just dumping on you. That's never fun. So So the last thing that I want to talk about today is in order to choose happiness, one of the things that helps is to help other people, to give of yourself. It's kind of the same uh, principle that we spoke of, of being generous, 
but getting to the point at which you, you learn so much about yourself when you actually step outside of yourself to help others, to do for others what at one point you may not have been able to do for you, right? So giving yourself permission to, there's always going to be somebody who is in a better position in life than you. And there's always going to be somebody in a worse position than you. <laughs> Sad, but true. They may have to be dead, but even so, you know, so finding a way to get out of yourself for a period of time to help someone else gives you a cushion that you need to gain some new perspective. So those are, those are the things that you need in order to choose happiness and to overcome your impact bias, right? It's your, the perspective that comes based on the events that you've experienced. So that's what I have for you today. And I'm so glad, uh, I'm so glad to, to be back on here. It's been a, it's been a little while, uh, since I've been doing the podcast, it was a busy year. I, I, uh, wrote two books. I've got a whole new set, a whole new series called your crystal allies. This is going to be very exciting. This is, this is the shameless uh, plug portion, but this is my new book called your crystal allies. And this is the first book in a series of four books and a crystal deck which is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited. I even have, uh, I'll be blowing up the phone and email and all my podcasts with my Kickstarter that's going to come up on May 1st uh, to support the, the card deck. It's going to be a five by seven premium papered altar card deck. So it's or, uh, set. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Anyway, so thank you so much for, for hanging with me today and participating and Lori and John, thank you uh, for speaking up today. I always like to know when people are, are here. And I really hope you have a magnificent rest of your day and weekend. You've been listening to Chatcast with Tracy Dunblazer, the award-winning spiritual podcast that takes on all the hard topics. Join us next time for more in-depth conversations about life and relationships. Thanks for listening.